Today's sponsor is Vibration. Vibration provides designer hydration packs designed to make you look cool, keep your stuff safe, and stay hydrated at music festivals and events. Their holographic designs add to your festival ensemble. Make sure you get your pack using promo code BB Media Industries LLC to save 10% on your new pack on Vibration.com. Oh, and one more thing. Free shipping on orders over $75. Hashtag life's a party. Stay hydrated. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, thanks for finding this podcast in any way, shape, or form you have, whether it's through the RSS feeds that are out there, uh, or you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher as an Android user. And speaking of those two platforms, please leave a favorable rating and comment. It helps this podcast be found by those other listeners that may be finding that they love podcasts and want to add another one to their queue. Also, if you haven't logged on to TrendingTopicsWithBBPodcast.com, you'll find out that we're also on Spotify. So if you would rather just head over to Spotify and subscribe, you could do that as well. Well... I have an exciting episode for you uh, today. That would be a returning guest, uh, being that uh, a lot of my guests, we can't necessarily meet up in the same. It's usually a recorded phone call, but I hope uh, you guys will enjoy the conversation nonetheless. I'm talking about a returning guest, and her name goes by the name Brooke as well. I'm talking about Brooke Tomlinson. She is a singer-songwriter, a really swell human being. We had a great chat the first time she was a guest on this podcast. And she has been up to a lot of great musical stuff since we chatted the first time. So I thought it deemed well to chat with Brooke on another episode. So without further ado, I give you Brooke Tomlinson on Trending Topics with BB. All right, well, uh, thank you again for doing this. I actually, a couple weeks ago, thought about sending you a message, and I got busy with, you know, life. Um, yeah. But uh, I... Thank I, you for having me back on. Uh, yeah, no problem. So I've seen on social media you're quite busy with music and everything that's going on, and I actually... Uh, if I'm correct, you're on a new track that was just released through Cosmic Gates. Yeah. Later. Yeah. So this is, there's a DJ duo um, called the Greenhaven DJs, and they hit me up with this track that I thought was really cool called The Hall of Records, and I wrote a top line on it and recorded my voice on it. And, yeah, Cosmic Gate released it. I, Black Hole Recordings um was a part of the release as well, and it's out there in the world now. You can check it out. Um, they were great to work with, and I think that they definitely have a future in trance. They're they're pretty awesome and, and really talented. That's great. Um, it's just funny because, like, you know, you know me in trance, I'm just surprised I didn't hear about it, like, a while ago, but I guess it's just there's so much going on, it's hard to keep up. But uh, that's awesome. I, I, I've actually heard a little bit of the track, uh, I haven't yeah. heard anything yet, but I will check it out. Awesome. Yeah, so that's that's exciting. Cause yeah. For the last time we spoke, it was right after you released your track with Marcus Schultz. It was, yeah. That was a while ago now. Yeah, which um, still plays. Had the another, tour happened but, yet? Had we had we met yet? I think we had met. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. We, okay. I know we met. 
Um, like in person. We met in person and then did the podcast, right? I'm thinking that's yeah. how it happened. Yeah. I, that year I did a lot of traveling just to come see Marcus's sets, but I, I know specifically I wanted to come. I think I, I met, was it San Diego? You did the live vocals for it? Yeah. But that, and then weren't you in San Francisco as well? Yes, I did go to that. Yes. Yeah. So man, that was so much fun. I missed that tour. <laughs> that was a fun tour. It's funny how that's almost been two years because I can't believe it. Yeah, Watch the World <laughs> came out two years ago. Yeah, and then I know he. Okay, so he released the that album, and then he did like the extended versions and some remixes for that album. Yeah. And then, this past year, he did an entirely different album. So it's just yeah, like, there's been so much going on. <laughs> it's just he's you know he moves quickly. He just like when he has an idea, he just he just goes. Um, he moves really quickly. He has the idea. He was already working on the Dakota Nine Skies album while we were touring, and he was kind of you know showing us showing us the music and showing us the mood board and everything that was about to happen. And then I feel like, you know, we got off tour and boom, it was out. Like he's just so, he's so quick. He's so quick to, to finish amazing things and to give his fans more stuff to get excited about. Yeah. And then he just put out that, that in bloom EP, which is cool. I actually wrote, um, the song called try for me that Dave Nevin put out featuring Ellie L white, Ellie white. Oh, that's a great track. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I I wrote that one with Dave um, about a year ago. I went into the studio with Dave and um, with Marcus and with Nikki all the same week um, and wrote one that Nikki just shot a video for. Nikki and I co-wrote it, and it'll be Nikki's feature on his upcoming album. And we did some stuff for my feature as well that I'm, you know, fingers crossed, I'm I'm hoping and thinking it's going to come out on his on his next album that will follow the In Bloom EP. Well, that's exciting. So yeah. I'll be looking for that. So yeah. all of these, like, new releases and, and songwriting that you're doing, are you, are you liking the whole trans vibe? Or I, but, yeah. I, I know you, you like other genres and, and stuff, but are you liking, you know, just songwriting and, and how it, 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 you know, changes. I know there's, you know, we talked about how the evolution of tracks sometimes change, but are you liking that you're, the whole trance vibe that's going on? I am, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, for me, it's easy because I find that there's a lot, whether, whether people, like, necessarily want this to be the truth or not, I find that there's a lot of pop sensibility in trance. Um, of course, it's, it's, it's its own genre. Um, it's, it's dark, it's it's driving, it's, like, so much different than pop in so many ways, but as a top liner, as a songwriter on these trance tracks, I really just apply my pop songwriting skills to these songs um, in terms of, you know, the sections and trying to write a hooky chorus and, and trying to lift people up with, with soaring melodies and everything. Um, so I don't find it to be too much different than writing for pop. Um, just conceptually and lyrically, I kind of have to tap into a little bit of a different vibe than I would um, in a regular pop-driven co-write. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. So um, you're doing all that, but what, like, in terms of 
other songwriting. I know you're on your way to the studio now, so. Yeah. So, like, are you still looking to do your, like, own solo stuff, or are you, like, yes. writing? Yeah. I would say I have been kind of splitting my time between working on my own project, which has been a long time coming. I know that um, we talked about my project when we had, you know, when we spoke on the last episode of your podcast, um, and things have just, like, I think I thought I was ready to release things back then, and then I kind of did some self-reflecting and realized that the vibe I was trying to go for wasn't necessarily, like, what I saw myself doing. Um, so I have been working a lot on getting some songs together and kind of establishing my own vibe as an artist. And I think I'm pretty close. I don't want to put a date on anything because I know I'll just jinx myself. But I have some songs that I'm really excited about putting out in the near future. So I am just kind of gearing up to launch my artist project and at the same time um, doing a lot of co-writing for different artists. I had a song come out with a DJ named Lay Youth. Are you familiar with him at all? He's I not a trans I've heard the DJ. name, but I don't know if I, I know much of his stuff yet. Okay. His stuff is a little more, like, kind of like retro pop dance. Um, definitely not trancy, but um, it's pretty cool. I wrote a song with him called Clap Your Hands, um, and that was pretty awesome. I've been doing just mostly, like, pop co-writing stuff, a couple different artists that I've been excited about working on. Um, but yeah, other than that, just kind of trying to get my own project ready to launch. Awesome. So staying busy. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Cause I mean, we, we kind of talked about, um, in the last episode, just, you know, sometimes in music, it seems like it's slow going, but it does pay off. Like it's what? And so I just noticed you've been, you've kept yourself busy with, since we last, you know, spoke. So it, it's exciting. Yeah. In yeah, my, thank you. Well, and, and I guess I'm a little bit different than a lot of people, but I, I personally like highlighting people that most people wouldn't think to highlight in terms of music. Yeah. It yeah. keeps music, I wouldn't say like fresh, but it, it, there's always an evolution in music. And sometimes yeah. when people in the music business are successful, they kind of just stay that one lane and they never really like expand some completely change, but it just, it's nice to, to see a lot of people really going because it, it, you know, to me, music is one of my passions. I love listening to music. I love finding new music. So it's nice that there's other people that's kind of feel the same way and, and you're, you're doing your own thing. And it's cool to hear because there are a lot yeah. of out there that are, that have other ideas of what, music means so right and you mean people that kind of like stay in their own lane genre wise well that's been and on then that. there's also people that just get it into it for money or fame reasons. oh yeah you can kind of tell that they're not in it for the music yeah absolutely i think you can kind of sense authenticity um or at least listeners can. I think I think as music creators, we sometimes can't sense inauthenticity because we are very caught up in the craft. Um, but I think we have to take a step back and remember why we're doing this and that we're connecting with people and that we're we're sending a message to to audiences and to listeners. Um, and they can definitely sense what's authentic to somebody as an artist and what is not. 
Um, so it is a, it's a hard line. I mean, I can't say I have like a ton of experience with this, but I know that like, you know, artists that have already put out music struggle with feeding their fans what their fans expect, but then also following their musical compass and, and doing something that really speaks to them stylistically. Um, so I think it is like, whatever you do, you have to do it in a way that's authentic. And I think that's the hard thing to figure out how to do. As um, an, as an artist, as somebody that's trying to develop my own sound, that's been like the hardest part is, is figuring out what is me, what feels right to me as a person to say and to sound like. So once you crack that code, I'd imagine it's it's easy, but finding that lane for yourself is definitely the hardest part in my experience. And what do you suggest for people that are, like, they have the passion, but they're worried they never really, like, they're not sure if they should pursue their passion in music? Right. I would say if they have a passion for music and if it's even a question as to whether they should or should not pursue it, then they should. Um, I think that, you know, as a, you, if you have a passion for something, it's, it's hard to just suppress that and, and live your life not making art if that's like what your, what your heart wants you to do. Um, so I would say just go for it and, and make the music that you love and don't worry too much about what other people think of it. Um, as soon as you start worrying, um, you know, is this, is this good? Will people like this? Will people in the industry respond to this? As soon as those questions come into play, you're going to lose what makes your art special. So I would recommend to anybody that is debating whether they should or should not, they absolutely should. And, you know, just listen to their own artistic compass and, and don't try to make something for people. Try to make something for yourself. And that will definitely yield the best art. That would be my, um, my, it's early. What word am I looking for? <laughs> well, my advice. <laughs> well, that's good advice because a lot of people are either afraid or have notions of what they should do based on what others do. So yeah, absolutely, definitely good advice. So going forward, I mean, we just talked about you have your 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 personal project coming up, um, but I. It sounds to me that you also like, you know, writing and helping other artists. Is yeah. spending your time, is that kind of a better way to be creative in your own stuff? Was when you're, you take a break from your own stuff and maybe help write a track that um, somebody like Dave Nevin comes to or, or Marcus or anybody like that? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I definitely like the idea of keeping my foot in both doors of making things for myself and, and writing things for other people because being in the studio with, with other artists that are excited about, um, you know, their project and what they're doing is very inspiring. And I always find I learn a lot about like how to go about um, writing for my own project by being in, being in the studio with an artist writing for their project. Um, and it's just like, it's cool to be able to, do different genres and different moods and just jump on as like a facilitator for somebody else's, you know, artistic expression um, and kind of use like my, my skills to like craft the song. 
Um, but for somebody else to like lead the concept and lead like the style and the idea is kind of cool because I get to take a break from thinking so hard about that for my own project and just kind of go with somebody else's instinct. Um, and it's fun. I love doing that. And again, it just, it teaches me things. It, it gives me like a fresh approach and a fresh, um, a fresh inspiration for when I go into the studio and work on my own project. That's exciting. So I hear that with some other artists, but it, some other artists also say opposite. I guess everybody's just different, but it, it's just interesting because, um, I mean, some people might say that, it, you know, everybody has their opinion. But so yeah. as as we saw, kind of to kind of go back for those that didn't listen to the first episode, um, yeah, kind of reminisce a little bit about the that tour into 2016. Uh, what what was the most interesting thing about being on tour and not only being the because he had a lot of vocalists on that tour. I mean, Ethan was there, yeah. Lady V was there. So, what what was it like? Just you know, seeing the others perform and and being around like everybody creatively. Um, I it was inspiring. This was. That tour was kind of, um, I mean, I'm not going to say I had never performed live before, but I had always just done acoustic shows with, you know, myself and with my guitar. Um, had a band with, like, drums and everything a couple years prior to that, but this was the first time I had, you know, per- performed with a DJ or performed to that many people. Um, so I was nervous. I would definitely say it was, like, a big you know, growing experience for me and seeing people like Adina Buttar and Nikki Flores get up there um, and do their thing. You know, they both had years of experience of doing that and are absolute rock stars on the stage. To see them do that kind of informed how I went about my performances. Um, And they definitely helped me, like, work through, you know, the awkwardness that I maybe started out with the first couple shows. Um, Just seeing them get up there with confidence and seeing how they worked the crowd definitely formed the way that I then went on to do the same, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was very it was very helpful and inspiring to be around um, such great performers that Marcus brought on. For sure. And what do you think about, like, us trans fans? Are we, are we crazy or are we? <laughs> you guys are the best. You guys are the best. It, I seriously, like, that was one of my, like, favorite takeaways from that tour was meeting all of you guys um, and hanging out with you afterward. And, you know, everyone was just, like, there to have a good time and to appreciate the music. I think with other genres of music or with other genres of dance, people are there to to party and just have a good time. But you guys were not only there to have a good time, but you were really there for the music. Um, And that was really cool to see. And I honestly, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I mean, I knew Marcus had a big following, but I had no idea he had, like, literally an army of, of fans that were that loyal and that excited about his music coming out to every show. So that was the energy of that was just really exciting. So thank you for making it um, inspiring and, and exciting to look out and, you know, see everybody excited. <laughs> that was too many excited in one sentence. <laughs> it's early. Well, <laughs> well it's, it's, it's like being as I'm a fan, I have a fan perspective, but like, I want to get your perspective because I know, I mean, it, you never know. And, like, I don't get always get a chance to, like, talk to, to to 
like Adina or anybody. So it's just interesting to um, hear because uh, being that I've been into trance music for since the late 90s, but back then it wasn't really like there wasn't these subgenres of dance music. Back then it was all just called electronic music or electronic dance music. There was that was even before the term EDM, before the acronym, and before like all these subgenres came to be. Wow. Um, but I mean, I I found it late in the '90s just because I was always trying to find new music, and yeah. so I that's kind of when I first started listening to Marcus and Paul Oakenfold and a lot of these other artists that have been around for so long. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny because a lot of people like talk about. I've heard even Marcus say to other people in other interviews that trans fans are like the most loyal out of all. So it's just, I believe that. I mean, I haven't toured with any other DJs in, in other genres, so I don't necessarily have a reference point, but I was very pleasantly surprised um, as to how loyal, you know, his fans, the trans fans are. It is a trans family for sure. I mean, that term kept getting thrown around on stage and online and just everywhere, but that's very accurate. It, it definitely is a family of just loyal fans and listeners and, and people that are there to appreciate the music for sure. Well, awesome. I mean, I, I know we could we could chat all day, but I know we, we have other uh, stuff to take care of. But um, just for those that uh, didn't get a chance to go back and listen to their, your first episode, um, where can people find you on social media? They can find me on, let's see, the most basic, Instagram, um, at underscore Brooke Tomlinson. I'm on Twitter, but I really just kind of retweet stupid things. I don't really have a lot of original content on there. Um, what else? I also don't really go on Facebook much. Man, I, this is like a good reminder that I need to like work my social medias more. I am most active on Instagram, so definitely happy to connect on there. Awesome. Well, thanks again for we're chatting, and, and I'm really excited to check check out your project once you release it and all Thank the other tracks because obviously I'm a fan. So, um, thanks again I, for for chatting with me again, and um, I, I will probably release this as soon as possible. But again, uh, thank you. What did you just say? I'm sorry, you cut out that last sentence. Oh, no problem. Um, well, I just wanted to say thank you for for. Uh, doing my podcast again, and um, I'm looking forward to all your new projects and everything coming up. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me on. It is such a pleasure, especially to talk to another Brooke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who is yeah. as passionate about music as I So thank you. All right, awesome. Well, I will chat with you again in the future. Absolutely. Looking forward uh, to it. Bye. All right. Brooke, bye.